Hey guys, welcome to the Wedding Pros Podcast. Today we got Sarah and Rick from Penn Weddings and we couldn't be more excited about that. But one thing we're also excited about is you subscribing, clicking the alert bell on YouTube if you're checking us out on a podcast platform. You know, we love the reviews and the five-star ratings, but what we really want is just tell somebody, hey, this is an awesome resource for me. I'm a wedding professional, wedding creative, and I found this great resource, and you should check it out because that means a lot to us, right? It means a lot to me personally. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. So speaking of having good feelings, today we have Sarah and Rick on from Pin Weddings. How are you guys doing? Hello. We're good. How are you? Very cool. Why don't you, um, so you guys, tell tell everybody about your wedding film, kind of becoming a wedding creative, that journey. Um, I I feel bad for anyone who's heard this story before, but I know there's a lot of... uh, new people in the industry now and hopefully you guys have a lot of new listeners too so um yeah we started out working in news we both have a news background um rick was sports anchor reporter everything um i was mostly reporter also producer occasional anchor so we both did a lot of stuff in um, local news and i had um, actually left television and was working at our church around the time we got married So we were like a lot of people who assumed wedding videos are kind of cheesy and long and boring. And, you know, yeah, we'd like to have it captured, but we didn't have super high expectations, being completely honest. And there was a guy who worked at the TV station I worked at in Tulsa who had also worked with Rick in Oklahoma City. And he did like weddings on the side. And a couple of my coworkers had used him. Um, so we just used him sight unseen and we were pleasantly surprised by like the concept of a highlight film and the fact that it didn't have, you know, ribbons and swans and bubbles like going across the screen and stuff. Heart transitions. Yes. It didn't have any of that. And we're like, yay, no weird graphics. Um, so Rick's favorite part of the story. So yeah, we're watching it one day and Sarah turns to me and is like, you know, we could do this. And I'm like, of course we could. I mean, why? We, we do video all the time. We, of course we could do this. And I thought that was going to be the last I'd ever heard of it. You know, it was just one of those things that, you, you know, your friend or your wife or your girlfriend or whatever says to you in passing and it goes in one ear and out the other. Um, but then like the next week or so, she comes up to me and goes, okay, I've booked these three weddings. We're going to do them all for free to get a reel together. We're going to use these. You're one of those, Sarah. Yeah. We're going to get these cameras and these tripods. And I'm like, whoa, wait, you were serious about this wedding videography thing? And she's (laughs) like, of course I was. Yeah. And so, yeah, we shot our first uh, wedding was a freebie. Uh, Remember it uh, like it was yesterday because I've been to Super Bowls. I've shot national championship football games, been to the Final Four, that sort of thing. And when the bride came around the corner to come down the aisle for the first time, it hit me that I can't screw this up. This is a once in a lifetime thing for her. And uh, I got nervous and I never get nervous when I, when I shoot things, but it was just, it was a, almost a panic moment. Um, but it was a Saturday that I had to work. So I shot preps, shot the ceremony and let Sarah shoot the reception by herself. And I went to work. Yeah, this is, this is well before multi-cam reception <laughs> stuff and didn't even do audio well. I'm pretty sure I held the good old uh, XL2 on my shoulder for the whole toast and XL2. Yeah. yeah. I think we oh, shot what yes. seven weddings maybe that year. Actually got paid for a few of them and Yeah, six or seven. The rest is history. And now you have 
one of the most successful wedding video YouTube channels, and that happened overnight. <laughs> yes. It, yes. One month in, and bam. I, I see a lot of parallels between you and Jason, because that's kind of how we started, was 2010, I came back from school, and Jay was like, Oh yeah, what are you doing? I showed him some still motion videos and I was like, I think we could shoot some weddings. I'm just like the vision guy a little bit. We're both kind of vision guys, but I was like, here's this cool thing. Isn't this cool? And Jay was like, we could do that. Let's do that. Let's buy some yeah. cameras. <laughs> and I was kind of like, you wreck where I'm like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I gave him the yeah, yeah treatment. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah. And then I went away for the summer to work somewhere else and Jay's like, hey, I just maxed out my credit card and I have, uh, th you know, two marked, you know, five Ds and, you know, let's do this. And when, when are you getting your gear? I was like, oh, we're doing this. We're doing it. I haven't been saving. <laughs> but, okay, yeah. And so that's how we kind of started. And we were like, hey, all right, I got a wedding for us. Let's go. Just go for it. Yeah. Just go for it. We Same thing, free weddings. Like, honestly, like, I think it's the same way now for people if you're getting started is, like, just – Figure out a way to get involved and don't worry about the money and just get reps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I remember, I remember, I remember one time I was in the shower listening to sports talk radio and I had a buddy in Oklahoma City that was getting married. And he was like, man, if I could just find a videographer that won't charge me $3,000 to shoot my wedding. And I was still had soap on. I jumped out of the shower, got my phone and texted him. I said, I'll do it for a thousand. And I was so excited. Because this you, was our first, yeah. this was still the first year. We really hadn't even put a yeah. company out there. And I was like, I was so excited to get that $1,000. I was like, yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? I think that that experience is unfortunately something that I think a lot of wedding professionals want to take away from other people, right? Of right. That, like that experience of making that thousand dollars and feeling like you did something amazing and then having to be told right away that you actually are ruining the industry. That always bothers me. It's like, yeah. let the guy be happy. He, like, <laughs> it's one thing if he's doing charging a thousand dollars a wedding for 30 years. Yeah. yeah. Everybody starts somewhere. Yeah. Uh -huh. And it's really fun when you first start, when the first time you get paid to make art, mm. <laughs> like it's a mind blowing experience of like, can I get, paid to make art for a living <laughs> is that like a thing yeah because i was doing it for free and each step is another high you know when you when you yeah, raise that yeah. price and you're afraid to do it but then someone actually pays you to do it for twice as much as you used to it's like, still that way yeah every time we do a big price increase it's like oh hey look we just booked a bunch of weddings at the new rate awesome people still like us yes <laughs> yeah so so you guys the work that you produce is um in some ways, like I was saying before, we hopped on. In some ways, it's like a, not traditional in the old style, but like I think traditional to a modern wedding film. Mm -hmm. It's like a traditional modern modern highlight style film, eight to ten minutes mostly. What at least the ones that I've I, I see. So it's a lot of the shots that you would expect to see on one of these films. Um, very like um, down to earth even accessible with the couple mm -hmm. right in the middle of that like i would say in the middle of that mosh pit right you're with these people yeah. and it's not this super high concept thing where you're going all the place but then there's this side to it that is very high concept which is a ridiculous amount of audio and very 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 complicated um audi auditory narrative going throughout mm -hmm. the film and and i think like it elevates it so much um, and I think it makes the films stand out. And I think whenever I hear people say like, oh, the, 
and, and I'll tell you this, Jared and I are the opposite <laughs> in terms of like, we wish we didn't even have to record, turn an audio recorder. <laughs> like we do it and we think it matters. We know it's important, but I think at the core of us, we, we much more like attracted to a different style of storytelling. Mm-hmm. But I hear people and they say, oh, audio is the most important part of the day. And I'm like, meh, not to me. But then I'm like, you know what? If you look at a film like Pin Weddings, you're like, I can totally see why people say that. Why? And so for you guys, how did you arrive at this like style of storytelling that I think, um, I mean, it seems like a lot of work, A, but B, it's like um, it does stand out in the industry. Thanks, first of all, because that means a lot to us. Um, Because you said a lot of stuff that's very true about our approach. Um, We've had, I think, uh, Johnny Apple. I don't know if you guys know Johnny or not, but he... We were, mm-hmm. one time we were saying something about how our work is very raw and it's intentional. We still want good, clean, solid shooting, uh, but we want that very real, tangible feeling with a couple. And he's the one who said vulnerable. And I was like, thank you. That's so much better than raw. So that's like, that's like our word now. Thanks to Johnny. Yeah, I like um, that. That, yeah, our work is really vulnerable. And if someone is really private, you know, doesn't want something where, um, that very real aspect of their personality is going to be shown. They want something more, uh, more, I don't know if scripted is the right word, but you know, that has more of that posed almost like, I say aloof. Yeah. It's a little more, it's, it's more of like a third person view of the wedding. Yeah. And it's just a different, I find that to be the case at like certain very high end weddings or certain types of careers or certain types of people. They don't Mm -hmm. want you in, in that, close and intimate with them but i don't yep that's not your couples well and we so we can come back around to this because it's a whole other topic but we have found that there's there's definitely a a type of couple a type of person our work attracts and a type of couple it turns off um and you know we've learned that over the years like you said a lot of high-end couples don't want that they don't want to be that intimate and vulnerable um so yeah when it comes down to choosing the style you want to do that's something to take into account but we um i think it's funny it's not like you know we were talking about our news background but it's not like when we set out to do this we had this great vision of storytelling that we were going to do which is really silly because honestly because that's what we loved about news both of us were really big on the aspect of getting to know people and getting to know their stories that you know rick said that was his favorite thing like even when he did even though he did sports he wasn't um i wasn't your normal Highlight every play night. Play by play, play yeah. By play he guy, he you know? liked the stories yeah. behind. Anyone can sit there and tell you, you know, you know, Jordan hit a three pointer that won the game, but you know, to find a story within that game was something I always mm-hmm. tried to do, and and you found a lot of those, you know, in high school kids. High school kids, you know, in high school sports had such a a story based thing going on, you know, outside mm-hmm. of what they were doing on the field or on the court. So, yeah, that was kind of what really drew us to the, I mean, I say it drew us to the way that we do wedding films, but it was just what we know. That's just how we are when it came to, you know, telling stories. Yeah. It's like a natural, just outcropping of what you, who you are as people. I mean, Jared and I both come from music video and music backgrounds. Mm -hmm. So for us, like it was always about music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't like when people are like, Oh, that's a music video style. We're like, this is the only wedding film we've ever made. 
We didn't even know you could make another wedding film. Which is funny, though, because that's... I, I don't think we dove into the storytelling... Like we, you know, it was the whole, there's a way you do things a specific way. And when we first got into mm -hmm. the industry, you know, most people were still putting out like a three minute, yeah, music video style highlight that maybe included the vows or something the minister said. Um, and when, so when we first started, I think it, a lot of people were doing what we did too, where it was like, everyone got like maybe a 15, 20, 30 minute, you know, kind of condensed edit of the day. Um, and then that short highlight was like an add on that wasn't even the main thing. Um, and it was just starting to change. I mean, this was like back in, uh, right before Weva went away. I don't even know if you guys know Weva. A lot of people are like, what's Weva? But it was like, no, okay. what's Weva? Yeah. <laughs> It was it, the WPPI, basically, of wedding films. Yeah, it was the back. big okay. industry conference. And even when we got into it and thought it was big, people were telling us, like, you didn't even see it in its heyday, though. It was, like, massive trade show, thousands and thousands of people. Um, so this is where we, you know, got introduced to um, a lot of the big names of the industry back then. Many aren't even doing it anymore, but, like... Um, you know, our first Weva, we saw Ray Roman speak. We saw Adam Forgion, who's not doing weddings anymore. And I think it was actually Adam. It was one of his videos that even clued us into, like, we had a couple one time hire us to shoot their rehearsal. And we were like, I don't even know, like, what am I going to do with this? And then I think within our first year, I saw a video of Adam's where I was like, those speeches, they're different. These, some, these people are dressed differently. What is going on here? And that's, I was like, oh, they're, he's using speeches from the rehearsal dinner in the main video and so you know I fully admit that like it was that first year or two of going to conventions and stuff and seeing what other people were doing that kind of clued us into it doesn't have to be a certain way um yeah and I think it's pretty funny actually because I feel like in the what 11 years we've been doing this um that it's almost gone full circle. It was music video, mm. lots of slow-mo. Then it was no slow-mo, very audio-based, getting more into the audio-driven highlights. And we've come back around to a lot of music video work, but that is more stylized. You know, it looks a lot better than the slow-mo 10 years ago did. Mm. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons we continued, as we saw the industry going kind of back to music video, or at least to more, um, more pose things, more moments of posing the couple, posing the bride in this light, more things that were very stylistic. That's where we kind of went, okay, instead of following the industry as it's kind of going back that way, why not just push even more? Mm -hmm. Double down. Yeah, on what we feel like we're good at and what will set us apart. And it's, I mean, what you said is very true. There's a lot about our work that's traditional in the sense that it's not super trendy like you don't watch the work and go like how do they ever make that like if you watch like something alex and whitney do there are times where i'm like is that a real thing i'm looking yeah. at or <laughs> what am i even looking at i just go and how like, do their minds work <laughs> yeah but but i watch your stuff and i'm like i'm more look, looking at like how do they think through seeming 10 minutes straight of speeches 
into something that doesn't make me want to like blow my brains out. <laughs> like because like a lot That's of a times like we know this the speeches aren't good like the content that people deliver isn't good and i know that that's the case for you guys too and yet the story is still like it like there are times I, like where literally i was watching a video of yours and it was like eight straight minutes of speeches and i was like that was really hard to do yeah like <laughs> i i even think when we first when we first started we were like well, we can't really lean on the content that people, you know, give us as far as like speeches because they're so inconsistent. Like it's just so hard. It would be so hard to do this so well. So we were like, how can we kind of straddle it and do like make the music video or make a music video style video where the music is still a character, but also kind of have maybe some highlights from the speeches that complement it. Right. That, oh yeah. That, I remember having I, that conversation. I think early. I think for you guys, like a lot of people, are like oh, it's really risky to make this crazy, crazy high concept wedding film. I think what you guys do is riskier, and I think it takes more guts to say I'm going to make a style of wedding film dependent on good content on the wedding day. It's definitely mm-hmm. there are. I mean, there are definitely some weddings we walk away from that I feel nervous because I'm like I don't mm-hmm. know if if they gave me what I need to produce, you know, the level of work that we want Mm -hmm. to produce. Yeah. It's, um, it, at least over the years, the more we've put out that kind of work, the more we've attracted clients who want that, but you still get one or two that they're like, I loved this film. And it's something, it was like people who were emotional and high energy and, um, just not afraid of the camera at all. And so fun to be around. And so because that's what they're drawn to, we think this is going to be amazing. And then we get there on their wedding weekend. And they're very nice people. But they're, you know, a little more withdrawn and quiet and not big personalities. And I'm kind of like, I can't give you something like the film you love if if you don't give us more. So let me ask you guys both this then. For those of us that are gun shy about... this um whole like making audio especially like actually live audio from speeches and things that are real you know making that more of a highlight in our films and making them more of the star how would you how would you go about giving someone a tip on like choosing that and making decisions about about this because i think a lot of us we, maybe we're not maybe we're nervous about it well, I think you have to go in with a plan. I mean, we, every wedding, we know what story we want to tell that day. Mm. And that comes from, you know, meeting with the couple either through Skype or having dinner, or drinks, and going through their history, you know, how they met, how they got engaged, what kind of things do they like to do together? You know, do you have any stories about your relationship that you think are compelling? Um, and, and we sit there and we talk and, um, try to find the nugget, what we think is really going to be great. And a lot of times, if we do like a rehearsal dinner, those stories will also get brought up. And so you're able to weave in, because on, on, on wedding day, then we'll sit them down with their groomsmen or their bridesmaids and, and have them tell that story to them. And Sarah does a great job of weaving both the stories from the bride and the groom with the speeches from the, the maid of honor or the mom or the dad. And that brings That's that so br- brings that that through. And we learned a few years ago to not rush that process. Make sure you have plenty Meeting of time. Process. Yeah. Make sure that they have lots of time to sit down and talk. We uh, 
had a couple where it was just like the groom um, was busy and he only had like five or 10 minutes to, to really sit down and talk about things. And if I think if we would have sat there for an hour and really got down in the crux of their relationship, we would have learned the nugget that we learned on the wedding day, which we could have asked them, mm. but we didn't learn until the toast at night. And he was a, yeah, he was a, a major college football player into the NFL, um, pro bowler guy. And he had, uh, for some reason, the number nine was his number throughout his entire career. Until like he obsessed got obsessed with yeah, the number nine. Until he got to the NFL. Um, and then he couldn't pick the number nine because he was a tight end and tight ends can't wear number nine. Well, we learned that her maiden name, her maiden name well, was, we her maiden yeah, name her maiden was name was nine. nine. didn't know his obsession with the number right. nine. Right. Didn't know his obsession with the number nine until the dad said, now you finally have got your, your nine. You'll always have your nine or whatever. And so we were both looking That's at That's awesome. Yeah, we, like, yeah but oh. we, did, we were like, why did it, you know, and I think a lot of it is because uh, yeah. those, the good, lots of times... You know, we always ask the typical questions. How'd you meet? How'd you get engaged? Any particular activities you love to do together? Um, and sometimes that gives you the story you want. But there are also times where it's more just where they stop thinking there's an answer they're supposed to be giving. Where we stop talking mm -hmm. wedding and just talk life. You know, pick up a cat. Oh, do you have pets? You know, we just start chatting and lots of times that's where we find those little things out um so yeah having those meetings having those conversations not rushing them um and like rick said it's really nice because what we found over the years you know sometimes it produces a really amazing story sometimes it's cute but not you know it doesn't like blow you away but other times it helps flush something out that wouldn't make sense otherwise in fact the wedding we just shot last week um they did personal vows and the groom said something in the start of his vows about remembering that first time we our our accidental first date at rib crib um and something about to be honest i was really mo just excited about the potato and you know they laughed but that was it he it's not like in his vows he flushed out this story but because we had met with him ahead of time we knew the backstory we had them tell that story to their wedding party early in the day so now in the edit we know we can have this part of his vows lead into this story that we had him tell. Um, so that's been a huge thing for us over the past, I think, five years. It really, um, it honestly started as kind of an accident. We did some in like sit-down interview things before that, going back to our news background. But we had a couple one time where we didn't have time to do that. And while the bride was getting her hair done, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to you know, throw on my shotgun mic and just have her talk while she's getting ready and that produced this cool. fun candid feeling um so then we just took that and ran with it and made it a thing now and you know it's not like we it has to happen at every wedding not everyone wants to do it not everyone has a story that that really fits um but it's definitely become a big part of our work and i think a big part of attracting the people we want to work with you know when we teach things sometimes people are like but what's like when you do this when you do this how do you just put all this together and i'm like i sit here and i listen to these sound bites 10 times over and i it's like a puzzle and it's not yes i can teach it but at the same time it's not a magic formula it is very time consuming and we actually funny story um we've spoken at wppi a couple times and uh, a few years ago there was a guy who came up and asked about like outsourcing edits um and we recommended a company and he was like, no, but I mean like 
what if I want to hire you to do my edits? I was like, oh, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't have time, man. <laughs> and he, he goes, listen, I understand if it's like a secret how you do things and you don't want anyone else's work to look like yours, but I'm willing to pay and I don't care if it takes a while. And when he said, don't care if it takes a while, I'm like, I wonder what his definition of a while is. And he was like, I don't care if it takes you like a month or two to get it back to me. And I was just like, dude, I, <laughs> I, I spend like weeks upon weeks on my own videos. My turnaround time to my clients is like four months. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not being standoffish. I'm not like refusing to help you because I don't want your work to look like ours. I do not have time to do anyone else's edits. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, I love that. And, and I think um, when people think about a wedding day, and I think it's one of the reasons why maybe people don't dive into that form of storytelling is they look at the day and they just say like, okay, we have the script, right? The, the, the script of a wedding right now is the getting ready. Maybe there's a first look. Maybe <laughs> dad sees. Yeah, sure. Maybe, sure. maybe dad sees, um, uh, the bride early on in the day, maybe he doesn't, and then maybe we read vows, but then there's the ceremony, there's a the cocktail hour, there's a portrait session, there's a reception, there's toast, and then it's kind of this like automatic schedule that we've come up with in our heads, and you know, thinking about it from a storyteller's perspective, it's something that Jay and I have started to do a lot more with Huxley Film this year is like, okay, what is the actual story? What's important to these people? Is it family? Is it, you know... Um, this aspect of, of their relationship that we can really dive into. Like what is actually interesting? And that's hard. That, that, that's... Well, it's, it's like not just the story of the day, it's the story of the couple. Exactly, mm -hmm. yeah. So, so uh, you know, and I think that's a skill that, I don't know, you can't really learn in a YouTube video unless you're, you're, you're studying f film, right? Yes, like, mm -hmm. it's more like you're, you're a, becoming storytelling a storytelling skill than yep. it is a wedding film skill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we, I mean, we've so. said that, you know, we we are very proud of the work we do, but there are mm -hmm. a lot of people out there who are much better cinematographers than we are, much better colorists than we are. I mean, there are a lot of things that we still are constantly learning and improving and trying to stay, you know, up with um, an industry that is just flooded with talent right now. Um, but yeah, I, I do, you know, the storytelling, the emotion of it um, really is what sells us um that's that's definitely our baby and what we love yeah um well and i it comes across and it comes across as high end and it reads high end in a different way and i'll say this like when you really break it down you know i know alex and whitney pretty well from scolding with time mm -hmm. i hopefully i'll know you well at some <laughs> point but but like when i look at what they're doing what you're doing it reads differently in terms of it's obviously a different emphasis and mm -hmm. different um, types, certain types of clients. And, but there's a common thread at, at the high end of the wedding film world, which is a level of thoughtfulness about the work. Yeah, and so I would say to somebody, if you're looking to make a leap in your career, what can you be more thoughtful with? What can you put more thought into? And it doesn't mean put more time into necessarily maybe you put more time but definitely be more intentional unless with. you're sarah mm -hmm. yeah yeah no. yeah <laughs> but i think i think that's what it is is like your work is thoughtful and you're connected with the people you're working with and that's your signature like that's the signature on a pin wedding film is it's thoughtful and personal and i think it gives a different person like 
maybe you don't want to make a crazy party video like Henry Martin's. Maybe you don't want to make this high concept art film like <laughs> Sculpting with Time. Maybe you want to make a story about a couple that tells a story in a, in a, in a different way than those other films. That's also high end. And it's great, it's great cinema. Like when you watch it, and one of the ways that we know that people love watching it is you guys kill it on YouTube. I can't even <laughs> believe it. Like, I saw one of your videos that had like six million views. Well, that's not the norm. We have, we have one that went viral years views? ago and it's got like nine million views. Um, that's insane. And we have a handful of others that are like in like the four to eight hundred thousand probably view range most of them and we put we publish almost all of our films unless there's like an nda um mm -hmm. so you know we still have a lot that live in the 10 thousand 10 20 30 thousand range but there's there's a handful out there that have more yeah <laughs> those are but fun the story this tell me a little bit about did you just do something that just works on youtube or were you guys like we're going to be huge on YouTube. I think it's a combination of things. Yeah, I think we were on YouTube before a lot of people realized how valuable YouTube could be for our industry. A lot yeah. of professionals turned their noses up at YouTube, and it was like that the compression's bad, and that's for amateurs, and we only do Vimeo, or we only, you know, whatever. And we, we've always used Vimeo for, like, embedding on blogs, embedding on our website, um, because it, you know, does have more controls in terms of looking more professional. But in terms of reaching the masses, you know, reaching the average person, YouTube is where it's at. So I definitely think a big part of it was being on there before a lot of people. Um, we've still had some people come along and kick our butts for a while. I think, man, we were killing the wedding video world on YouTube. And then Matt, uh, Harris, Matt, came yeah, Matt Harris came along, gosh darn, 100,000 subscribers that he has. I'm, I'm sitting here with our 49,000 <laughs> subscribers going, how do I get back up there? Um, but yeah, it was part of it, I think, was just getting on it before a lot of professionals took advantage of it. Mm. But then also, yeah, I think, uh, I feel like the more, I hate saying like the more average people or average person, but I guess a good way to compare it would be like, you know, lots of times when the Oscars are announced, you'll have people who can appreciate something that is super artistic, super out there. They can appreciate the artisticness of it, but you'll see things after the Oscars where lots of people are like, I do not understand why that film got nominated. That was so disgusting or so boring or so weird or whatever. And it's because there was something about it, you know, that was incredibly artistic that people in the industry recognize for its art. Yeah. Just for the art of it. But the average person isn't moved by it the average person yes. doesn't enjoy watching it. And I no. do think we have that working in our favor. There are some people who are doing work that is insane in its level of talent and art and just the work behind it is mind blowing, but it might not have the same emotional impact on the average person. You know, the couple mm -hmm. loves it. The planner loves it. The anyone who understands how hard that was to put together respects the insane nature of it but the average person may not be moved emotionally by it so i do think we have that mm -hmm. working in our favor too when it comes to people just enjoying 
watching wedding films on YouTube. They want to watch things that are going to move them. It's like a rom-com. Well, and it's your films, um, because they're so narrative, I think anyone can watch it and see themselves in it. Right? Makes sense, too. I yeah. think, like, what I always say about um, wedding films are, like, there's a couple ways you can approach it, right? You can do it like a perfume commercial where it's so depersonalized that a bride can watch it and see themselves in it, mm-hmm. right? They can they could see you as an accessory. I say like high-high-end weddings are you're like an accessory to their day. Yeah, It's that not makes a, sense. even about the art you're making. It's about like this is a cool person who has well-respected. Sometimes they don't even talk to you. Like they just, you don't even know the couple. You just show up mm-hmm. and shoot the wedding. That's one way to do it. The other way to do it is to be so connected with the couple that they see themselves in that. Like, they're like, that's like me and my spouse. That's what happened. That, that was, our story is awesome, too. I can't wait for them to tell our story, mm-hmm. you know? Like, and I think both of them are valid and both of them are really important. I think the second way, your way, it's, it's so human that I think it plays really well on YouTube because people, like, Everybody know everybody has a love story. Everybody, is, at least they're getting married, they have a love story, mm-hmm. and they have a story of meeting and all. And I think like you guys just spell it out. And so like I imagining brides sitting there binging it, just watching all these wedding films, like and hearing these love stories. Oh yeah, and like getting excited about their own. And we've had, um, we mentioned this at our last retreat. It's been funny the past year or two, we've seen this uptick this increase in um bookings that have come from people saying like i've been watching your videos since i was 12 years old 13 years old which aside from making us feel incredibly old we're like wait what no yeah (laughs) oh my gosh you're reminding me how long we've been doing this um but yeah all of a sudden these girls who have been watching our videos since junior high high school just for fun are now booking us. And so it's amazing to be able to go back and realize that some of these people who are booking us right now have been following us for six, seven, eight years, you know, however long. It's it's pretty crazy. So yeah, you get a lot of people who are just watching it for fun. And um, I think that's one reason it's important to, even when you evolve, to still be consistent and not only be consistent in the quality of work you put out, but be consistent in the kind of person you are because you have no idea how much these people are watching and following you who might mm-hmm. come back eight years down the road and book you. It's been pretty crazy how much we've had that lately. And their knowledge of our films <laughs> is pretty amazing too. It's like we'll talk, <laughs> we'll be having our meeting and they'll be like, you remember when Lindsay and Mike, I think they got married like in 2015 when they did this. Yeah, they're, we they're naming do dates that. and we couples do that names. Too. And yeah, they're like, well, this couple did this. We're like, you like you know all of our clients. This is a little, <laughs> it's and, a little and, weird, but it's fun. They'll do their personal <laughs> vows and they'll say something. And I'm like, I've heard that yeah. somewhere before. And, you know, and, and they're just, you know, not that they don't mean what they're saying, but they like the no, way that somebody no. said something, you know, yeah. from a film. And, and that doesn't happen to too often, but it has happened yeah. a few times where we're like, ah. It's like a Pinterest you. thing, right? Yes, right. yes. Yeah, yeah. They, they pin the vows or something like that. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> like, I feel like the place that you, and you know what's interesting about the whole thing is like, like we do plenty of business on our end. <laughs> yes, um, you do. 
more weddings than I would ever want to do in a year. <laughs> well, and we have a very good reputation in our industry, especially in our area. Um, and we love the people we get to work with. And we never, we post on YouTube just so that we don't not post on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> but like never once have we attempted to do any of that stuff well. We're barely even adequate at social media. So like all the things that people have been saying you need to do to run a successful business, what's cool is you can actually do a lot of things really, really well. But I think what's most important is the type of people you are. You know, obviously the work needs to be good. But I think to have longevity, it's about having, A, I think like a local community of people that you connect with, planners, other photographers, people mm -hmm. like that. But I think it's really interesting about what you guys are doing now. Um, because we've seen it in our own success with our own business is like the fact that we treat all the people we work with, with the utmost respect is why we're always busy. Cause they know working with us, we're going to be a joy to work with. So we're getting 60% of our leads. 50% of our leads are vendor referrals. I think finally we're starting to see that this idea of community actually matters in the wedding film world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like people, the f you need to know other professionals and I, a lot of us are in this world because it's a small it's a really small community oh, yeah. actually it's a small profession you know and it's actually accessible to get most of them together and and like get connected so you guys are doing this wedding film retreat mm -hmm. right and tell everybody about that a little bit because i think the concept it's a little different in our industry but i think I think it goes along those lines, right, of community and connection. Yeah, very much so. And that's one reason that we have always kind of held off on doing online tutorials. It's wonderful. There's a place for that. Like, this is no, you know, disrespect to people who do them. But, like, for us personally, we gained so much um, from the workshops and the conferences we were able to be part of when we were starting out that are no longer around, Um and we'd always talked about wanting to do something. And then when we saw, you know, Weva had been gone for a while and then in focus when they decided not to keep going, um, there really at that time wasn't anything else that I'm aware of in the industry that actually brought people together. Um, so yeah, we wanted to start something that was learning, but also getaway you know, have that, mm -hmm. have that bonding time around the pool or around the campfire, whatever it may be. Um, and our last uh, couple of retreats have been in the winter in Mexico. We have this private villa we've gone back to both times and it's absolutely amazing. And it's, it's hard to even, it, without being there, it is hard to even explain just the way it feels because you're not... At a big hotel, you're not at a giant resort. We have this villa all to ourselves. So we are all, you know, eating meals, family style, and hanging out in this living room together, laughing together. Um, we're all poolside, being served margaritas together. Um, and so, honestly, with everything that's gone on with uh, the coronavirus, we don't quite know where things will be with international travel. Um, you know, normally it's this time of year when we're announcing the winter retreat and, you know, things are so up in the air. We weren't doing that um, just yet, but we had a bunch of people who were like, I have no weddings in the summer because of all the postponements. And then my life's going to be insane in the fall and the winter. 
and I want to get together. I want to see people. Um, so we just kind of last minute pulled together another retreat. We're doing one now in August, August 17th through 21st in Tucson. Because we don't, you know, we can't do the international travel right now. That's a bit risky and some places won't even let you or you'll be quarantined, I think. Um, it's at a cool dude ranch. Yeah, we found thing. a ranch. It is, yeah. yeah. It's, technically it is a dude ranch, but I kind of hate saying that because I don't want people thinking like that it, like it's nice and we oh, should, oh, yeah, um, I don't even know when your podcast is going to air. By the time this airs, the registration might be open. The site might be up, but that's what we're finalizing um, today and the next couple days is getting uh, the website updated with the new retreat in Tucson. And we're pretty, mm -hmm. uh, we're pretty stoked. And it will be like the past ones where it's all inclusive. Um, get yourself to the Tucson airport. And from there, you are taken care of Monday through Friday. We think it'll be really fun experience um why don't we why don't we tell who is this for who is this who's like the person who's going to get the most out of this the way we've always crafted our classes it is not like a it's not specific to beginner or advanced we we try really hard to make it so that the actual topics are applicable to anyone can use it and apply it to their business no matter where they are in the stage of business um I will say that this one, because of everything going on, we're tailoring the sessions to topics related to like bringing your business through what's going on right now. So things, you know, where to pick up extra income, um, even though it is the wedding film retreat, we're going to have a session on, um, you know, doing certain level of corporate work without having to have like the big studio, the big production team. Um, so we are focusing on things that have to do with, getting through this very crazy time in the wedding world, in the wedding video world specifically. So, um, you know, we, like I said, most of our classes in the past have been tailored to things like pricing. Um, we're looking at doing a session on color grading at the next one. You know, we have very specific topics we go really deep into. Um, but this one specifically, we're doing a lot of stuff about bringing your business through this time when you know, weddings are slow right now, but then things are going to be crazy later. How to stay ahead of backlog, editing tips and tricks to stay ahead of backlog when all of a sudden all your weddings happen in a two-month time span. Um, so anyone... When you have 200 weddings next year. Yes, like yes, <laughs> exactly. So a lot of, you know, we want this one to be very relevant to what's happening right now in the wedding world. We also, um, our retreats are always laid back. It's always a pretty chill vibe, but this one even more so, we want the... Um, our sessions, we want it to be an open discussion. We still have presenters. We still have teachers coming, you know, prepared, obviously, um, to share with everyone. But we want it to, we want to give everyone a chance, um, I think, just to be with each other. And, you know, I think people are missing, mm. like you said, community. I think people are missing that right now. Um, and that's the, that's always. We're naturally. It, sorry, go ahead. Ryan. Oh, no, that, that's, that was always something that I loved when we first started out was, meeting the people that um, mm -hmm. you didn't, you know, back then it wasn't social media as much as it was just forums and that kind of thing, but actually getting to talk to someone face to face, get to meet them, know what they're like. And those friendships that I've made with people, I had no idea who they were until they came to our retreat. I mean, they're some of my best friends now um, 
and it's not just on Facebook. I mean, we, we, we Marco Polo. We have a, a Marco Polo group for just <laughs> yeah. wedding film retreat people, and <laughs> someone will hop on there and go, what are you having for dinner tonight? And, you know, and, and then people pile on and, and talk about the yeah. stupidest things. But it's the in-between moments, I think, at our retreats that are even more valuable than the session part. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm sitting having the a beer, yeah, if I'm sitting having a beer yeah. with a guy, you know, and we're both talking about how we, you know, mic somebody or, or just... You know, just the little things that, you know, the nuggets that you that you glean from each other during that time period where, you know, you're just hanging out, I think are just amazingly yeah. valuable. And we even have done some things that I've... are kind of spontaneous. Like um, last time, uh, Susan with Light Parade Films suggested, like, can we just take one night when we're all hanging out and watch each other's first wedding films? And it turned into, like, one of the most oh, I love hilarious that. things <laughs> we've ever experienced, just dying laughing at everyone's first films and even like um henry martin spoke at our last retreat and i gave him a hard time that he submitted his first film so it's like whatever we're probably going to play this and it's going to be like award-winning cinema gold and he 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 was like oh no 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 Mm -mm, no it's a mess just like all of us with our first wedding video yeah so i mean it was so just laughing at ourselves and um Everybody used unlicensed music. Uh, lots of that. Yep. Lots of that going on too. It's, it's different. I've, I've been to a lot of, because um, I do photography and, and video, and so I've been to a lot of photo workshops even before I went to a lot of, you know, wedding film workshops. We've only been and, to one wedding film workshop, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's something that I've noticed that's a lot different than the photo community is um, just how good the community is. It's, it feels like in the photo community, sometimes people can be like, well, you know, I, do you do that? And it's a little bit more of like a show the peacocking. wedding. Yeah. A little bit more peacocking. Mm-hmm. And, and in the wedding film community, everyone is just like, we went to vision quest last year and it was just like, it was so different. Everyone's just like, like you said, sitting down, having a beer, talking about how you're going to love the groom or whatever. And it's, um, I, when you're doing wedding films for a long period of time, it's so easy to get burnt out on just, oh. hey, I'm cranking through these wedding films and I don't know if, how long I can do this for, right? But when you get other people around you that are like, yeah, man, it's hard. You know, mm-hmm. this is how I'm amp- this is how I'm being rewarded by doing wedding films now and having people that inspire you. Yep. It's, I would say it's not just important. It's like critical to your career. We, Invest in it. This is what I'll say if you're listening to this. I was very cynical about... no wedding <laughs> film thing people you know for a long time because honestly i don't need them to make money i only need clients <clears throat> um but a- after a while you just i can probably do something longer than most people before i get burnt out and after a while a- everyone gets burnt out though and eventually you're you're out of inspiration you know you know how to make money you're not out of perspiration, but you're out of inspiration. And, and I think that's what I looked at. And I said, like, you don't actually, if you're looking to go to any of these things, like we went to WPPI last year just for fun, mm-hmm. just to hang out with people. Because let's be honest, you're not going to learn a ton necessarily because you could, I guess, but most of us aren't. Depends where been, you are in your yeah, career. Yeah, yeah. If you've yeah. been doing it for 10 years, it's not, that's not what it's for. Yeah. You know, and we went to Vision Quest and like, I kind of remember what was taught, but what I remember, I remember every single social gathering and the relationships and the text messages, like still to this day, like 
those relationships. And that's what inspires me. And those are the people when I'm like, Hey, I'm working on this crazy idea for a wedding film. Can I send it to you? Yeah. Tell me what you mm-hmm. think about this. It's a support. Like, give me feedback. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. and it can yeah. also lead I, to business too, though. People like to refer people they know and they trust. Yep. I don't mm-hmm. want to send yep. a potential client to someone who I'm not sure is going to be a good, no matter how good their work is, I want to know I trust that person. And so we mm-hmm. have, you know, gotten some of our best clients from referrals from other videographers who were booked. And we've referred out numerous weddings to other videographers when we were booked. So those relationships yeah. can produce business too. Like when you were saying, I don't need other videographers, I need clients. But sometimes aside from the camaraderie, that can lead to clients too. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. like, or even corporate connections. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've made corporate connections that I never would have made before. It's, but the point is, it's like, you're not, it's not normal. Like, hi, here's a transaction, right? It's relationally building and networking. And if you're wondering, do I need this? I'm telling you, maybe you won't make money off of it. I guess as you would, you're going to become better and may, you're going to get elevated, but you're definitely going to get inspired and like uninspired artists do not make the most money they could. You know, like you need to get connected. You know, we're full time together now. So it's very rare that we need someone else to help shoot a wedding with us. But you know, we've had a couple in the last year or so that were so big, you know, that had a same day edit or we needed someone to do drone footage just specifically. That's your job. You know, and we found those people that we wanted to work with by having retreats, going to different conferences mm-hmm. and, and building that relationship. And if we hadn't done that, I don't know who we would have looked for to come work with us. Yeah. Hmm. Well, and let's be honest. In our industry, we got to stick together. Yeah. We're not that big. And a lot of people just forgetting the money part, right? Because we're not just money-making machines. We're human beings and, and we need to feel like we belong. We need to feel like people notice us and care about us as individuals, not just because of what we can do, but, and, and that can be challenging when you know, no one else who like you tell other people, I make wedding films and they're like, Oh, and they're thinking you're walking around with a handy cam. (laughs) You know what? That's exhausting. You want to explain that to everyone. You like, we want to be understood. Right. And so I would just say wedding filmmakers need to do better in this area we need to support each other. And I'm really appreciative that you guys are offering something like this. Jared and I are, I mean, Jared's having a baby in like two weeks or one week or now. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. No, you're not even Congratulations. So, yeah. I know. <laughs> so maybe Jared won't be able to go, but like for us, like we're like, yeah, hey, like I'm going to try to go to as many of these things as possible now because I think. I think I need it more than anyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. After having yeah, a baby. Yeah, come on. Yes. We're going to see you both in Tucson, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I love it down there. And so, you know, for us, you know, we're hoping to be there and we hope to see other people there um, because I think it's going to be a really good time. But mm-hmm. also mainly like Henry always talks about your he was like, oh, that was blew my mind. That was like amazing. I couldn't believe That's it. awesome. And yeah. So for us, we want to get like we want to get plugged into some inspiration. But and that inspiration is not necessarily this person has better ideas than me. It's just they're inspired. If you're turned on about your work and you're excited about it, I need some of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a recharging. You know? Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's definitely sure. one of our big goals. We want people to have that that feeling of being able to be excited again about what you're doing. Like Rick said, it's a recharge. It's we want you know 
there's a place for every type of conference. There is a place for the ones that are just jam-packed, you know, with session after session. Mm-hmm. That is super valuable. Um, you know, it kind of comes, it comes back to like the different wedding films. That's why, you know, we do the retreat the way we do. We want to make something that's different. We intentionally keep it small. Um, we cap it at 30 attendees because there is a specific feel um, that we're going for in the retreat that I don't think you can get if you have 80 people, 100 people, 200 people. Um, so, you know, each has its own place for what you get out of it. And one of the biggest things we want is for people to feel inspired and refreshed and recharged. Um, and, you know, that's one of the reasons we like to pick a beautiful place, too. Like, we'll have people who are like, I, I just want to go out and, and do a time lapse of the ocean or the mountains or like, you know, we just want people to feel that, um, that creative inspiration again. I feel like there's another word mm. I'm looking for, but you guys get it. Yeah. Yeah. We have to get our tickets soon. If we're going to, if we're going to go well, 30 people, geez, I want to get on it. That's Good why. thing we're, we're here hearing this live and y'all at home are going to hear this in a little bit. Cause <laughs> I want to get my tickets first. Hey guys, thank you so much for being on. We had an awesome time, you know, like I was, I honestly think we could have went on and on, but I really wanted people to get some insight behind the curtain a little bit to how you guys make these unique films that I do think stand out in the industry. And also, like, I want people to go to your retreat. We do too. Like, that's going to be incredible. (laughs) It will sell out. I'll just put this out here. Just if this helps, I don't know, this might entice people. This might scare people off. Uh, the ranch has a lot of different activities. And so um, the last day we're planning to be, for the most part, a free day. If people want to just swim or if they want to get a spa treatment or go rock climbing, whatever. But we will have one group activity. Um, and I think, don't quote me, but I think we're, I think we're leaning towards it either being a, a breakfast trail ride, a breakfast horseback ride, or they have a... a a beer and Cheetos ride that they said is a lot of fun for big groups. They have a, wa- a ride. You the- ride on beer and Cheetos. No, no, no. <laughs> but you you ride somewhere and have beer and Cheetos, and they have a wine and cheese one too that I love. But they were like, usually the wine and cheese one doesn't work too well in August, but a breakfast ride or a beer and Cheetos ride would be great. So there there might be a group uh, <laughs> a group activity a group horseback like the, ride the wine and cheese activity is way too fancy for you wedding videographer <laughs> types so <laughs> you guys are more beer and cheeto type of people yeah you know what i do find <laughs> that to be the case by the way wedding filmmakers at the core like they're production guys and production mm-hmm. girls like we're just we're, we just want to go out there and grind and eat some beer and cheetos yeah. so well, that might be happening. That would be great. Hey, so why don't you tell everybody where they can get connected with you guys and if you want to look at their work and also, of course, where they can check out the retreat stuff. Sure thing. Um, pretty much any social media, we are Pin Weddings. That is one in, just like a pin you're right with, P-E-N Weddings. So pinweddings.com. We're Pin Weddings on Instagram, on Twitter, on Pinterest, on YouTube, youtube.com slash pinweddings. Um, I think the only one that's different is Facebook is Pin Weddings Films. Uh, and then wedding film retreat. So weddingfilmretreat.com. We also have uh, a Facebook fan page or business page, whatever you call them now. Uh, we have a group too, where we talk about a lot of details, um, before things get announced and where people can just stay connected with each other after the retreats. Um, so yeah, anyone who wants to join wedding film retreat chit chat group on Facebook, that's where a lot of our past folks are. 
Um, trying to think of anything else. The same thing on Instagram, wedding film retreat on Instagram. You have to pay. You have to pay full price to be a part of the Marco Polo group. Is that <laughs> part of the, the deal? You have to have yeah. attended. Yes. The Marco Polo group. Yes. Yeah. The Marco Polo group is all past attendees. Yes. Yeah. And we it, we didn't That's even good. start that. We had a couple past attendees. I guess what alumni. Someone said, "Call them your alumni or your alumnus." Um, whichever one's the proper way to say that. Wedding uh, film retreat family. Yeah, that's what we are. Family. family. You never, you never, you never fully gra graduate from wedding film. Right. This right. is true. This is true. Thank you guys so much for being on. Uh, like I said, we can't wait to see you in person in August, and we are so excited about going. And hopefully that works out for us and our schedule. And hopefully other people heard this and they go buy tickets and this thing sells out in like one day. That'd be nice. <laughs> so, thank you guys. you guys for coming on and. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. Um, if you haven't hit that alert bell or done any of that stuff, please do that because it means a lot to us. Um, we want to keep making content like this for you guys, plugging you guys in with people. And anybody who's coming on this podcast are people that we respect, that we are looking to for inspiration. And so hopefully you found some inspiration in them as well. Have an awesome day, guys.